So um, there's a few things we'd like to offer this afternoon, and we'll <clears throat> have a short sitting together, but let's warm up the space together on this chilly May 2nd um, with uh, chanting the chant we did the last couple of nights. Um, and we'll have a, sh a very short period of silence before we get So take your posture as comfortable as you can be for now. And with one voice, all of the good intentions that we've cultivated the weekend and the attention and the fertility of your own hearts and your own presence. See who comes, which beings come, including yourself, beings near and far. <coughs> Hands soft, gaze quiet, with your roots through your sit bones, rooting you deeper into the good dark earth. Kindly tending to 
any ripples or wobbles or excitements that have come through lunch from speaking, from not speaking, from having to engage. Loving engaging, hating engaging, ambivalent about engaging, whichever. Breathing with all of it. Giving it all back. Letting it all come on the tide of the out-breath. From your heart out through your arms, through your fingers. Touching the earth. Kindly tending. To just one breath at a time. One squawk of the rooks at a time. the gusts of air and wind be heard without you going anywhere. Taking the last couple of minutes, if there are any insights or reflections or moments from this long weekend that you want to um, take a moment with to remember something that stood out to you, something you've understood, some intimacy with yourself. the environment. Some presence that you want to support. Whatever it was.
while we can't keep experiences, we can reflect on the learning, the intention. Take a moment just to taste and savor and bow, metaphorically bow before what has deepened you this weekend. And what about you might want to be remembered, that you might easily forget? Some corner of your soul, some new thought, some beautiful aspect, some painful aspect. forget you. If I do, please remind me. Following on from that um, reflection on how it is to have been talking again and then drop back into the silence and notice the impact of having been talking and re-engaging or um, maybe that having been a possibility and and, uh, having to find ways to avoid it and so on. So some of you it will have been a big relief and some of you it will have felt like a, a challenge and too much too soon. So just wanting to talk a little bit about the, the process of leaving retreat and uh, taking this back and kind of reintegrating yourself into your life outside. And for some of you, this is kind of a familiar experience and you'll have your, your things, your learnings of things that have worked and not worked and the ways that you take care of yourself and for other people. And, you know, it's the first time doing this uh, but it's, it's useful to just remember 
um, you know, some of these things. So even within the space of the retreat, some of you have noticed how sensitive you've become and that this can be quite a, an emotional roller coaster. And particularly with these, the, the, the theme of our weekend and the qualities we've been orienting to, we're quite sensitive now and uh, quite open and probably more impactable than we, than we were uh, before we arrived. And this is something that um, it's really good to uh, be aware of and to take care of as best you can. So uh, I had a friend who was on a retreat here very recently and he left from a, it was a week's or a week or more's retreat and went straight up to London to a very intense play in the theatre and it was a real struggle for him. So I hope that you've, um, you know, you've not laid on anything too demanding for yourself this evening. But also recognising that you know, we don't necessarily have a much choice about the situations we go back into. So some of you will be going home into a, a busy environment with lots of people around you and demands on you. And maybe some people also going back from having been into community to being alone. And that's also um, you know, another, another form of transition. So if you are going back into a, into a busy environment, just seeing if you can um, find a way to uh, engage with it gently and to uh, take some space for yourself. So people may be very um, eager to know how your retreat's been and you might find yourself you know, excitedly talking about it and then kind of wishing that you'd had a bit more time to just digest the process internally rather than spill it all out there or people might ask you but actually they're not really interested and that's kind of uh, always a little disappointing or people might you'd like people to be interested and they're not interested and these are just you know how it is sometimes um but I would, I would recommend erring on the side of just allowing the process to settle and digest before you, you kind of analyse it and report it too much in too much detail. Because <coughs> it's sort of a process that continues beyond the end of the retreat. You know, the, the experience keeps being digested and, and processed internally and maybe new insights, reflections arise and we notice the ways that things outside are striking us differently or that we might be responding to a situation differently. So a few things that really help is if you can find time to stop and pause and breathe. If you can find time to even come and sit on a cushion for a few minutes or more, that's really useful. But at least to pause and feel the soles of your feet on the ground, that's always a possibility. Just to stop for a moment or two. Um, re-engaging with technology, <laughs> probably. Either, you know, we're, we're waiting to check our Facebook or something, or it's a, oh, you know, I don't want to open the email and see what's there. And I've found sometimes I, I kind of leave retreat, I'm relaxed and relatively efficient and I get on a roll and I suddenly start doing all this stuff and then discover I've really done too much and uh, feeling kind of like I already need another detox so so if you can pick it up very gradually sort of slowly maybe just you know open it but don't read them all or don't respond to everything or just 
piecemeal. And the same with kind of re-ingesting things in the media. That can be really, really overwhelming and just not to go on a, on a fest of trying to find all the worst things that have happened over the last three days. <laughs> yeah. If you can have time in, time in nature as well, you know, that's been a big support, I think, for most people over this weekend. And if you have a way that that can continue as you go home, I'd also really, really recommend that. And if you're leaving in a car... Please drive mindfully, but don't drive too slowly. (laughs) Because that can uh, create some difficulties. (laughs) I think that's all I have to say. So whether we go home to something busy or we go home and we're more alone than we have been here, what's going to support you, what's going to support us in whatever it was we valued here, if there's any of that we want to continue, what will support us to continue? So whatever has been the learnings here, um, I'll, I'll say it once more, we may not have the subtlety of experience that we've, you may have touched here at different times or touched into, it may not continue to be that subtle and discriminated and clear, but the learning that comes from it is what we can carry with us and then action from that learning. So we don't have to wait to feel as loving or as uh, sensitive, but what is the learning from that? Is it okay if I stop and remember this intention of loving kindness this starts to open things out. Okay, can I act on this intention of loving kindness even when I'm not feeling it? So we don't have to wait to be feeling <clears throat> before we can engage in wholesome intention and action. Um, this is a this is a practice, or the, the vision of the practice is. One, one, one goal could be said, a heart as wide as the world. Right? It's a sort of shorthand for many, many ways that the goal of the spiritual path is spoken about. But this is one metaphor, a heart as wide as the world, where everything is touched, included, resonated with, without being fixated upon. So we widen around all of that, include all of it. <laughs> Um, and if that's at all of interest, <laughs> maybe it's not. I mean, we're all in, we all have different interests, right? You know, if you really ask yourself, well, is that, is that what I'm practicing for? What am I practicing for? If you're practicing. <coughs> you know, and whatever we're practicing for is absolutely welcome. But just to know, am I practicing for a little bit more calm in my life? If you are brilliant, fantastic, and then what will support that? Actually, it will support me to sit. It will support me to stop. It will support me to shut my email by 7 o'clock at night. For most of us, I notice if I'm looking too late, it doesn't support calm. 
if the goal of my path is actually, yeah, I'm really curious about this heart going wide. I really get the sense of that possibility. I, I, I know I'm sensitive and I'm wary of trembling too much along with everything. Some notes have come to us about that. How do I... I, I already tremble along with everything. Sometimes it's too much. So I'll try and answer that. But if I go, if you say, actually, I have a vision of the path, yes, calm, absolutely, and I want to know what's possible for this human heart, mind. I really get a sense of possibility. Then if that's the case, support that. Support that interest. Support that curiosity. Delve further in. And some of you are delved really far in. But some of you are newer. Delve far in to paths and practices that, that, that basically the Buddha said, somebody asked the Buddha, how do I know if a path is a good path to follow? He said, does it have ethics? Does it have samadhi, meaning does it have calm and groundedness? And does it have wisdom? And if it does, it's okay. Go with those, go with those guys, right? You know, follow that further. And there are many such domains in the world where we can find there's, a, there's good attention to ethics, steadying, grounding, and wisdom <clears throat> in different voices, in different shapes, in different ways. This path is one that has that. Um, so do things, really put those things in place for ourselves if we want to support a certain intention bearing fruit. Your intention might be word, worded differently. It's like, I want to know the best way to live in the world. I don't care if my house is wide as the world. I just want to know the best way to live in the world. Right? I, I care about things and I care about myself. Ah, okay. Yeah, these four Brahma Viharas, these four divine abidings. What's a way I can creatively practice these in my life? So there are so many good resources these days. Sometimes it's overwhelming how many good resources there are and books and tapes and on the net. And, um, but the path, you know, the path happens through intention, actually. Um, in one Tibetan teaching, they say everything, ha- everything happens on the tip of motivation. Where we're pointed, we cannot make the result happen, but we can point and orient our compass in a certain direction. Intention is really powerful and shapes where our attention goes, right? It's really obvious, not, that's not esoterics, right? I have a, an idea about things, I have a thought of where I want to go, then I start looking in that direction, I start clicking that way on the computer. I'm not quite clear what my intention is, and I start clicking on every single button that shows up with a flashy thing on my computer. Right? Oh, but if I'm clear about my intention, I know what to press. This is a metaphor now. <laughs> I know what to press and what not to press. Is this actually in line with my intention? The Buddha spoke about three wise intentions, um, like a kind of compass, like a red thread that can guide whatever path is wholesome. The intention toward letting go, the intention towards non-hatred, and the intention toward non-cruelty. Put in the sort of positive, the intention toward letting go, the intention towards non-hatred is the intention toward kindness, and non-cruelty is the intention toward compassion. Right, I can keep coming back to those even if I slip off, even if I 
completely forget I can come back. Um, so take some time today as you're on your way home to let percolate any of what has been important for you to come to the surface again and crystallize in your heart-mind as something you want to support. Qualities of experiences might change, but the wisdom and the learning must be supported for that muscle to grow, for that um, to bear fruit. It's not just about having experiences. and um, It's about for this to actually make a difference in our lives. We're, I'll put up a couple of websites. Did um, uh, Yada mention Dharma Seed? Okay, this is a really good one if you haven't come across it. Incredible gift from some of our Dharma brothers and sisters in the United States. DharmaSeed.org and it's uh, full of Dharma talks from teachers in this tradition on all kinds of themes and subjects, largely on retreats, during retreats, but also not just that. Everything you can find a teacher you're interested in or find a topic you're interested in, and there for you is a talk that you can listen to. Um, and you can offer dana if you can. And, and it's incredible how this people are using this incredible resource. So that's a really good one. I like listening. Listening is a good way for me to learn. But the books are out there. Um, I'll put up a couple of books uh, on the, as a suggested reading as well. Um, many, many things. Sitting groups, sit with other people, find other people who look alive if you don't know any already. Hopefully you do. <laughs> and I just mean alive, right? There's a life still propped up, and there's a life where someone, there's something that uh, has a spark of moving on with their curiosity, their interest, they, they're interested for this life to unfold, inner and outer. Whether they work in the realms of quietitude and spiritual practice in a formal sense, whether in the realms of service, of activism, of serving this world, whether they do things that no one's ever heard of, doesn't matter. Look where, where you're attracted, follow where you're attracted. Is there anything else we were going to speak about? Oh yeah, this trembling along. A couple of notes about that. Um, Somebody said, is it normal for tears to just flow with no trigger? Yes, and no story sometimes. Uh, one of the teachings of the Buddha is reflect on ourselves like the elements, water, fire, earth, and air. And I remember one of my teachers used to say when someone was crying, he said, oh yeah, water element. It's a really lovely way of looking at water element, like comes out of the sky. So sometimes no story, no, no issue. As people spoke, I've actually been crying, it's been really good this weekend, or it's actually happiness. Or, you know, I think we have sometimes a limited vocabulary about what tears are for and what their function is. Irrigating, moistening the, moistening the soil uh, for some of us. Someone says, um, uh, trembling along too much and getting exhausted. <laughs> you know, there's no issue with them feeling sensitivity. So a couple of things to support that. For me, one of them is mindfulness of body and mindfulness of feet and my roots into the earth and my homage to the earth and my touching the earth and opening my circuit board, the idea of myself. You know, we have sometimes a small idea of ourselves, 
that I'm from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. But if I'm trembling along too much, sometimes I call upon the earth. More and more, I never used to know that, never was in my vocabulary or conception. For some of you, it will have been. You may have grown up with that. But actually, um, sometimes the reflection, oh yeah, this is, I'm the, the clay grown tall, right? An outcrop of nature. It's like, oh yeah. And then the circuitry is a much bigger circuit board to move around, so that which trembles has a lot of support. That's a big one for me. Any other comments about trembling along? Feeling like it's too much? Totally prosaic compared to what Catherine just said, but it just reminded me of this image from Ajahn Chah, who's one of the great Thai teachers, about when you have a lot of responsibilities to carry or it feels like things are too much, that they should be like a, a dustbin with no bottom. So it's like the things come in, but they go through you into the earth. So that just came to mind as you <coughs> speaking. That's nice, thank you. So we've got the vertical, we've done two on the vertical, and then, then also on the horizontal. Again, with the heart, you can be so sensitive, so impactable. One of my teachers says, actually the best uh, defense, she said, is to be completely transparent. All right, so actually things go right through. You've got a heart door at the open, door open at the front, and imagine a door open at the back. That's why I was like, oh. Trouble is, that takes practice. Because normally there's a few bits of Velcro. <laughs> Someone throws one of those Velcro darts. <laughs> right. It's like, so we work with our Velcro, the little the blue bits with the hooks that are ready for the fluffy bits. Um, that I work with that as that comes up as well. But this is really also a possibility. And sometimes we don't have to wait till everything's processed to know transparency. All of those levels are available at the same time. Some of this path happens in time, and there is a development in time. And it only actually develops when we're in contact with what is timeless, which means that transparency is here right now. Not when you're better, not when you've purified everything, not further along. Right here and now, that level is available. Um, so, yeah, two things about trembling. Anything else in passing comments that need to happen? Anyone want to say? So we'll, we'll move on to some other practices now, but uh, if you want to come to Guy House again, please do. The door is open. Um, other kinds of practice environments take place. You know, For example, I teach a camp on Dartmoor every August where children are welcome, families, singles, um, uh, you know, all kinds of different practice situations happen. There's probably some cards for it. I think it's actually full this year, but if it's interesting for you, you can um, plug in next year.
and your getting up in the morning and your nourishment, whether it's your children, your parents, your elderly ones, your grandchildren, um, whatever level of intimacy of care, whether it's there's people involved in all kinds of service here um, in our world, on many, many levels from the, the work you do, from uh, campaigning on behalf of our planet, or we are our planet, right? It's not other than us, all of it. You know, really serving and doing what we can to stand up for what is beautiful and wholesome and to say no to what is not. So thank you for all of that. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.